This is Suburban Dope. y'all man andrew barrow suburban dope what it is though oh what's up i was listening to that the other day word <laughs> oh man how y'all doing are y'all good are y'all healthy y'all clean you making sure you stay in your ass inside all right shit is crazy out here <laughs> my gosh i haven't like pod like I, well I've been podding you know what I'm saying I've been podding I've been podcasting but I just haven't done my podcast in a while so I guess I can tell you about what's happening with me over here and what's going on uh this is basically the new format of suburban dope I'm just gonna you know I I just I I don't get me wrong I enjoy doing the weekly updates and uh, I enjoyed um, creating a show with, you know, the dope format that I made and everything like that. But what I loved the most was when I just got on here. I loved the first 20 minutes of the show more than anything. I just loved talking to y'all. So I want to give you all more of me. Um, this is me. I'm Andrew Barrow. And I, I'll still do what I do. And I'll still talk about music and movies and all that of course but it's not gonna be like oh this is what happened this week boom 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 this was my favorite and I didn't like this like nah it's gonna be a lot more it's just gonna be organic you know we're just gonna do this uh I, when, when I when I started to do this podcast journey when I really started to like study it and everything the main podcast that I studied because I knew I was gonna do it on my own um was Bill Burr so I kind of just took his blueprint because I've already fucked with it. I already I love what Bill Burr does. I love the fact that Bill Burr just gets on and he's just himself and he talks with friends when he wants to and he talks with his wife and all that. So that's what I'm doing over here. So this is really me. Like this is suburban dope for real. <laughs> like this is this is what's going on. This is what's happening. This is Andrew. Uh I mean, it's been a minute. You already know we're all inside, quarantined up. Uh this COVID-19 coronavirus shit is real out here. Holy moly. I didn't realize it was this serious until they were like nigga it's serious i was like oh shit well i guess i better pay attention 
Shit, man. I'm still working. I'm still working. Uh, I don't know why, but I'm there. Um, I mean, I know they can close and shit, but they won't. But been reading a lot, so I'm got to look at a new, you know a new perspective of things. I've been reading a lot, y'all. Um, cause I got a new job. So, oh, look, see, I can tell y'all about what's happening. So me and my lady, we officially are like moved in. Like I'm like, I live here now, like for real, for real. And, uh, the job I was at, I loved them over there. They were, it was a great job. I love, I, I really liked that job. I liked the people I worked with. Um, the job was tough at times, but I just, I really liked that job. I did. And they offered me more money to stay on. And I was like, all right, I'll stay. But I was commuting now an hour and a half to work because I live out in Calvert County now. I don't live in Glen Burnie anymore. And my job was in Millersville. And when I was in Glen Burnie, it was 13 minutes away from my house. Like, pfft easy. Now I'm driving an hour and 30. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You're giving me more money. I'll, 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 I'll stay on. I'll do it. So, uh, the first week I was like, okay, I got this. I could do this. This is easy. Drive wasn't killing me. You know, I got to wake up. I go to work. So my shift starts at seven. So I would have to wake up at 5 a.m. to get on the road no later than 5.30 to get to work at 7. And the first week, I'm like, you know what? This isn't bad. Waking up at 4.50 sucks. Waking up at 5 a.m. sucks. But you know what? I got it. Driving home kind of sucked. I wouldn't get home. I would get, I'd, I'd get off. I'd get off at 3. I would get off at 3.30. And I wouldn't get home till six o'clock. If it was a good day with traffic, I could hit a 530. You know what I'm saying? But it was really, really getting to me. So it got to the point like I'm now a month in doing this commute and I could feel it. I could feel it. And Christmas passed and I'm still at this job and like, I'm trying to find something up here, anything at this point, you know, and nothing's happening. I'm just, there's nothing's going on. I'm still doing this drive. I, I now, I now pay, you know, while I was doing this drive, I was paying probably maybe 70 bucks a week on gas. I could fill up my tank on Monday by Wednesday. I got to fill up my tank again. Come Friday, I got to fill up my tank again. And yeah, I drive a Nissan Sentra, but 25 bucks a clip, 20 bucks a clip, three days a week, nigga, adds up. You know what I mean? So finally, uh, my homie Eddie, salute to Eddie, my bro, my brother, uh, 88, you already know what it is. And Eddie was actually my old college roommate too, which is dope. Uh, he lives out here by me. He lived like 15 minutes away. And he's like, you know, I hit him up and we went, actually went to go hang out, uh, hang out with, uh, my bro, uh, Creed who well, I'll get into that too. Cause I've been doing, I've been doing some shit. Like I've been having some fun. I mean, I'm inside, you know, we're all inside, but I'm still going outside a little bit. Like 
for certain shit. You know what I mean? So we went to go see the fights over at Creed's. It was me. It was Creed. It was uh, our brother Juice. Salute to him. You already. Uh, homie Tori was over there. And um, Do Good wasn't over, but, um, you know, he was out. And Eddie was like, yo, like the job I used to work at, like, they're hiring. Like, I can get I can get you a job because they wanted me to come back. But, I mean, I'm good at my job now and I get paid more. So, I know you still want, I know you're still looking for something. And this shit's right by the house. I was like, right by the house where? He's like five minutes away. I said, nigga, sign that up. Set that up, bro. Set that up ASAP. <laughs> so Eddie set that up, man. Then within the next week, I probably had, it was, it wasn't even, the job was handed to me. I wasn't even, it was, I, I did, it wasn't, I didn't even do an interview. It was like, I met up with Eddie at the dealership and Eddie was like, yo, pretty much you got the job. And I walked in, I met the dude, my boss, my new boss now, and He's just like, so look, when can you start? I'm like, shit, nigga. <laughs> I would start right now if I could. Shit, fuck you mean? I'm going to give you my two weeks, but I'm going to start. So we here now. Salute to Eddie. Yo, you ever notice like the jobs you get? Like I've gotten jobs by myself. You know what I mean? Like when you when you apply for jobs online or something i've gotten jobs by myself but a lot of the jobs i've gotten i've gotten them from a friend yeah salute to eddie man salute to eddie that was that was dope that he did that for sure but i'm i'm at this new job now at this dealership i really don't i'm not doing much uh i park cars for people who want to get the cars fixed um you know vacuum cars wash cars and, you know, empty trash cans. It's easy, easy, easy work, easy work. So I just eat that up and I get an hour break, which is dope. I don't get an hour break anymore because Corona, but <laughs> I was getting an hour break. <laughs> so I would go home for work. Like I would go home for break. Like that shit was, shit was dope, man. But I'm at this dealership and the dealership is still open bruh like i guess people getting their cars fixed is an essential but nigga i apply for unemployment i hope i hope they give me the unemployment yo because I, I i'm 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 tempted to just be like look i don't want to come here for like two weeks i just don't want to go to work i'm not doing nothing but again i've read a book on perspective so I got to look at it from a different perspective. I'm at work doing nothing, but I'm getting paid to do nothing. I'll take that. And they let me read. So I've been getting a lot of reading done, yo. Like a lot of reading. <laughs> so I guess I could start with the book I just finished. Um, it's called The Noticer. And it's a book all about perspective. That's what the book is about. Just if you think that life's going wrong, understand and know that there's another way to look at it and it really isn't going wrong and you'll be okay, you know? So the book was about this dude um, who just be roaming around town. His name, they, they tells people to call him Jones. And uh, what kind of annoyed me a little bit with the book was like, this nigga would just pop up out of nowhere 
almost like he was kind of like Jesus. I think he was kind of supposed to resemble Jesus a little bit, but he was just popping up out of nowhere. And I knew these was white people in this book because, like, nigga, you're not just going to be popping up and, like, telling me about my life. Like, nigga, who the fuck are you and why do you know all this shit about me right now, bro? Like, what do you mean? Oh, you're going over here. Oh, 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 you're about to go to the pier. How you know I'm about to go to the pier, nigga? You don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You don't know me, nigga. <laughs> but that's not what the book is about. So that's <laughs> that's just how I looked at things. <laughs> that he would meet different people. This dude roam around and say somebody's about to get a divorce or something. He would walk up and, uh, you know, walk down the beach with the couple and be like, look, man, like, I think you just looking at this the wrong way. And I think you looking at this the wrong way. You love her like that type of thing. And it was a really dope book because I think a lot of us, our perspectives fucked up a lot. You know, I I, th- I don't think we, I don't think we notice it. I don't think we realize it, but like our perspective can be fucked up a little bit. Like even right now with all this shit, you, you know, there's all this stuff that's going on with Corona and everything. And you're mad because you're at home and all oh, this sucks. Like I can't go outside. Now, truth be told, you wasn't doing nothing when you was going outside anyway. You know, what are you going to do? You going to Starbucks to go play on your laptop and you can't go do that anymore. Like get the fuck out of my face. Like, come on, bro. Like cut it out. <laughs> but you're home, yeah, you're healthy, you got food in your house, you know, you, you got your family around you, I mean, it can't be that bad, if your family sucks, then it, yeah, it's bad, but like, <laughs> if your family don't suck, man, like, dude, take a nap, you know, smoke some weed, figure it out, <laughs> You just got to look at things differently a little bit. You got to do that. We all got to do that. I, th- I think we all got to sometimes just take a take a step back and kind of look at things. We You just got to do that every now and then. So that, The Noticer, was super, super dope. Really loved that one. Um, salute to the homie Donnie. Uh, he gave me the David Goggins book a year ago. I didn't read it, but I read it now. And <laughs> let me tell you, I read it. Mind you, I'm reading these books like within a week. Like the noticer, I read the noticer. The noticer was short. The noticer was like 156 pages. I finished that in two days. Like the Goggins book was kind of big. That was like 365 pages. So I finished it within a week. But like, man, I'm getting like, I'm really reading. Like, it's not like, oh yeah, I'm reading a book for like two, three months. Like, nah, I'm reading the book for a week and I'm moving on to another book. And my brain, what I'm learning, what I'm realizing what my brain is, my brain is now craving that. I'm craving knowledge. I'm craving books. I'm craving, I want to read. You know what I mean? I think it's dope because during this corona time and being with this job i kind of took it upon myself to be like you know what i'm going to take advantage of this and i'm going to just i'm going to get i'm going to start reading again i'm going to get back into my reading i i maybe read two books last year you know what nah fuck that i'm going to get back into my reading i'm five books in now like this is dope so the goggins book was really 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 motivating Oh my goodness, this dude is such a badass, man. And 
what's dope about the Goggins book is it's not like this guy is like he wants to be the best because like, oh, like, you know, nobody can beat me. He wants to be the best for himself. This man is at war with himself in his mind. It's crazy. His dad was wild, man. Oh, shit. His dad was wild. So Goggins is from Buffalo. Uh, and his dad was basically a pimp, yo, like, basically, like basically a gangster. His dad ran, um, a roller rink out there in Buffalo, famous, famous roller rink too, because he had a bar upstairs in the roller rink. And I'm talking famous, like OJ Simpson would go to the bar famous, um, big, big gangsters, from the city and from Buffalo would go in there to go talk to him and make moves and do all that. And he was abusive and just a fucked up man, dude, a really fucked up man. But this dude Goggins had such a fucked up life and he really turned his whole life around just by tapping into his brain and just telling himself that he's a badass and then he really became a badass bro what a dope book like just so many ultra runs and you know two heart surgeries and you know a divorce and you know a different marriage and just the shit he went through injuries and everything uh the hell weeks he went through because he's a navy seal like this man been to war like for real been to war like went through three hell weeks and hell week is like in, 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 in military, it's known fact. Hell week is one of the most brutal things you'll ever do in, in this life. It's crazy. And he did three weeks of it. Uh, not, not intentionally, but yeah, he got three weeks of that, went to ranger school. Like this man is, you know, he was a, he was a, he was a fight. He was a firefighter, like a, like, like, a a firefighter, like, doing brush fires, like, this dude is just a badass, because he just, he, 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 he trained his mind to just, I can do it, I can do it, and he just does it, it's crazy, broke the, broke the pull-up record, like, this man did 4,030 pull-ups in, I think it was 17 hours or something like that, that's, it's just crazy. Like, it's crazy what you can do with your mind. If you tap into your mind, you can really push your body to the limit. You can push yourself further than what you think. And what I loved about the Goggins book a lot was he said that everybody has this 40% rule in their head. So like if you're working out or if you're doing something, whatever you're doing, like even with me, when I'm doing my comedy, like you're not giving your all, you're just giving 40%, but that 40%, you think that, you know, you're, oh, like, I've given it all, like, say you're working out, and you're sweating, and you're just tired, and, you know, you just gave it 30 minutes of, like, your hardest, and it's like, ah, I'm tired, you've only given technically 40%, because you can tap into something else in your brain, Something else, you got to find it within yourself, though, because you got to know yourself. You got to know who you are. You find that shit. You tap into a whole nother 60 percent. You a whole nother different animal. So it's just it was really dope to read that book. Finally got around to Charlemagne's books. That was awesome. 
Say what you want about Charlemagne. Charlemagne is great at what he does. Charlemagne is very good. And what I loved about his books the most is they they read how he speaks. So I love that because Charlemagne makes me laugh. And I also finally read um, Carl Lentz, his book, because that's one of my favorite pastors. Uh, I don't really talk about the whole spiritual thing and all that, but I am a Christian man and we just keep it at that and I keep my faith to me and I ain't going to sit here and talk about your faith. You don't got to talk about my faith. We all good. At the end of the day, you know, we all got the same thing in mind. Uh, that book was awesome and that one was called Own the Moment and I love that because it's just all about owning that moment, living in the moment, you know. At that that one that one was good. I've been doing a lot of reading, man. So, I mean, I, I cracked into my other books. I, I'm about to read maybe three more this week, and we just gonna keep on doing it that way. About to get into this new uh, fictional series. This lady uh, who told me at work because she sees me reading every day. She's like, "Look, I don't know if you read fiction, but apparently there's these books out. Um, this series called." excuse me, called The Dresden Files. And she sold me just off the strength of how she explained the book. Like, the character alone is this dude, I forgot the name of the guy's, of the, uh, of the guy's name in the book, but he, um, it takes place in Chicago, and the dude is a PI, but he's a wizard. And it's got like, it's like, an, you know, it's like adult books. It's, you know, adult humor and all that. And they, it gets action, action on action, she said. I'm like, I'm about to get into those. Like, I, like I, I, my brain is feed, I'm feeding for it right now. I'm feeding for, for, for knowledge. I'm feeding for books. So I'm not mad at it. But you know me. If you know me and you listen to this show, you know I'm still watching TV. You know, you know it, man. I ain't never stopped. <laughs> I haven't been watching a lot of movies. I mean, I guess I could. I guess you could say I've been watching movies. Um, a lot of series lately. A lot. Uh, the one that I really love, which I'm sure you all know, is uh, Lil Dicky's series, Dave. It is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. It's probably the best thing on TV right now. It's hilarious. It's real. It's honest. I absolutely love it, man. I absolutely love it. He had an episode, episode four. It was all about the character on there. His name was Gator. And I I was crying at the end of this episode because you go, you so I'm, I'm explaining the episode because that's what I do here a little bit. <laughs> so... Dickie is about to uh, do a big show, about to get, he's about to open up for Meek, and he's trying to figure out a way to, you know, he got to, you know, he got to rehearse and everything, and Gator is like super duper hype, and he's just like, yo, we got to do this, like, we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do this, and they kept doing these flashbacks of Gator from his life, and he would have these moments in his life where he would just be really turned up. And it's like, yo, what's going on? And it's sometimes it would get crazy. Like, what there's there's a part when he's at the store getting sneakers with his mom, and this dude that he owes money to walks in on him, and he's like, nigga, how you gonna be in here buying sneakers? You know you owe me money. Like, what the fuck, nigga? And 
Gator goes up to there, you know, gives him his sneakers back, and he just goes off. And then they, like, strap him down, and, you know, he's in the hospital. And basically what you realize is Gator's bipolar, and Gator don't want nobody to know that he's bipolar. He's just been dealing with this shit, and he got he came into the rehearsal one day, and he's just out of it. And they're like, what the fuck is going on with you, Gator? Like, yo, you was on... 20 yesterday what's happening with you and he's just like yo i'm bipolar and he just opens up to his friends because he met these people the crew is dope i love the fact salute to taco odd future out here he is uh l's which i love he's the producer on the show andrew santino cheeto santino my guy one of my favorite stand-up comedians he's on there he plays his best friend slash manager and then Gator, the character Gator, uh, he met him, but Gator in real life is part of Dickie's crew, which I love. So Dickie put up, you know, Dickie put the family on and Gator opens up to him. He's just like, yo, I'm bipolar. And he just starts breaking down. He's just like, look, sometimes, you know, I was off my meds, so I had to get back on them. And I don't like being on them because they make me feel like this. Like, look at me. I feel like shit. I'm tired. And he's like, but you know what? I didn't want to tell y'all because I'm embarrassed because I love y'all. And he's just like, yo, like you, like you, you, you one of the dopest rappers ever. And, you know, and you got a little dick and you're and, 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 and you're OK with that. Like this dude over here you know, he, 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 he loves you and he'll, and he'll rub acne cream on your back with no problem. Cause that's just who he is. And then this dude over here, you know, he knows all the dope hip hop lingo, but he still pronounces all of his words. Like y'all are weirdos just like me. Sometimes I feel crazy. Sometimes I feel lazy and he's just crying and he's just breaking down and you see it in all of their faces they're all just like whoa right now but it it i think it hit me because like oh man see i'm I'm getting all emotional now because i got friends and i got family who are uh you know bipolar and it's just it is tough to deal with you know, and you want to be there for your friends. You want to, you want to try to understand them. You know, you don't, you don't, cause there's a chemical imbalance going on in their brain and you don't, you don't, you don't understand it cause your brain doesn't operate like that. But you also got to understand in that moment that there's other people in the world that their brains are wired like this and they got to do things to take care of their brains and, Make sure that they can function in the world. And it kind of hits you, you know, like my brother, like my brother, my brother Terrell. I've known Terrell damn near my whole life now. I've known Terrell for like 25 years. Like I, I, I you know, Terrell's mom babysat me, you know, like that's my brother. And I remember when he told me about when he like, you know, cause he's bipolar, but you know, it was one of them, like, it's like, that's one of those talks, like, you don't know, like, even, like, even the people who are, but like, you, they don't know, you don't know how to talk to somebody about that, it's such a, it's such a heavy subject, you know, but what I loved about it 
and what made me love the show even more is the show went there. It went there. And even after it went there, it picked right back up with the funny. Literally right after it, it just, it hits you. And I love that. And that's that that real moment, that moment on that show, that whole episode solidified it for me. Like that's that's dope. That's super dope, man. And I love the fact that Dave uh, put that in the show. Like that's cool because mental health is real. And even after reading that, the the you know the Charlemagne book, shook ones. Like, dude, mental health is so real, bro. And if you really feel like something's going on in your brain, something might be off, like, dude, don't be afraid to go get that chick, get that shit checked out. Don't be afraid to go talk to somebody. Like, even you listening to this right now and you feel that way, maybe me talking like this, you know, maybe that'll help you out. I don't know because I'm not like even, and I'm fucked up, don't get it twisted, we all are fucked up some way, somehow, but you gotta help yourself, you just, you have to, you have to do that, so I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm gonna get off that one, because I'm, I I can, I can talk about that forever, (laughs) it's just so good, man, it's so good, oh my goodness, bro, what a great show, um, Let's see, personally, what's happening with me. Uh, this corona kind of fucked up my uh I was I I, I got into a uh, a comedy competition. It was supposed to be March 22nd. It's called Who's Funny in the DMV. And it's like a real show, like a legit show. Um salute to the man Anthony Oaks, who uh put me on a show and everything. And what I loved about this show, what I love about it is I had no intentions of getting this show. <laughs> it's one of those things like you're on, you know, you're on, there's, there's, there's a group, you know, there's a group chat and uh, on the Facebook, you know, DMV comics, uh, comics of the DMV. And it's like 2000 members in there. And one day this dude was like, hey send your submissions for who's funny in the DMV and we're going to pick seven contestants uh seven competitors and boom they're going to go head to head for who's funny in the DMV the winner gets $200 on top of that the winner gets $100 to be featured at Bus Boys and Poets which is where the show is going to be at and Anthony produces shows at Bus Boys and Poets. He got like an in with them niggas. So a hundred dollars to be a feature at Bus Boys and Poets. Then you also get a get a photo shoot with your headshots. And you also <laughs> get to be a feature on the DC Comedy Festival. I mean, you can't beat it. The exposure is there. And this guy, Anthony, Anthony Oaks, salute. Um, he got a lot of connections out there in D.C. with these producers of these shows and people who are putting on shows and they'll pay you to do your show. And it's amazing that he picked me. I mean, he it was a lot of people that entered a lot. Um, 
and he did like this live thing. Like he put it on Facebook live, like, oh, uh, I go live and I'm going to, you know, announce the winners. And like 800 people watch this thing. And I watched it the next day because I didn't think nothing of the live when I saw it. But hey, it came up on my feed the next day. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch it. Fuck it. And I watched it and he announces the people and the second name he names, he goes, Andrew Barrow. And I'm like, that's my name. He didn't say my name. So I bring it back because I'm like, I didn't believe that. I don't believe that. Like I sent you a 10, I sent you a nine minute video. I'm sure you just skim right through it. Like you didn't pick me. And I ran it back and it played through and I'm like, Oh shit. Like I was chosen. Like I, I I was chosen for this thing. Like my work is starting to pay off and people with, with a little bit of stain and people who can put me in positions to get money for shows, they're noticing me. And they had this dope ass workshop, like two weeks later after, you know, the announcements and everything, two weeks later, um, because we're going to be judged and all that. And they had this dope ass fucking workshop and they broke it all. you know, they like, they broke it all down for us at the workshop. Uh, DC veteran comics are going to be the judges. So we got to talk to them one-on-one like in front of us. And we were in there for like three hours, just talking comedy and really taking it all in and it's dope to hear from people who've been doing this for 13, 15, 12 years, and they're saying things like, look, if you're going to do shows, the level that you guys are at right now, if you're doing shows and they're making you pay money to be on the show, if they're saying, oh, yeah, $5 to be on this show, $10 to be on this show, they don't give a fuck about you, and you should not do those things. They were giving us like the real of everything. And it was really, really, really fucking dope, man. It was really fucking dope to sit there and make those connections and talk with these people and hear from them how they feel about the game and hear from them about what we how we should move when we're, you know, with this level that we're at right now. Like, look, if you're trying to get money, you need to be doing this. If you want to be doing those type of shows, you need to be talking to these type of people. These are the producers you want to be talking to. This shit that you're doing over here, it's cool and all that. And you should keep doing that. Yes. But understand that that doesn't go very far. And that was awesome. And that was super dope to just be in their presence, man. And just be able to talk to these people. Like, you know, we're talking to comics who the one dude, uh, his name is Eddie. And this man was doing, this man just came back from doing comedy, like over in Europe, like a few, just a few months ago, like before, like this shit is real, bro. It's fucking, it's, ah, uh, I love it so much, but the show might possibly be canceled now and that sucks, but 
what's dope about Anthony is he made a later date. He made a later date for April 26th, but he let us know last week. He was like, look, even if it ain't April 26th, we can do the show in the summer. You all are going to do this show. And we only get five. You know what I'm saying? We only get five. It's seven of us. And we're like really judged. It's not like, oh, yeah, you know crowd participation thing like no we're judged on writing we're judged on stage presence we're judged on did we stick to the time we're judged on um uh the jokes itself uh and then we're judged on if you're funny like it's it's and and it, and, it, and there's a point system one through five you know what i mean and then the person with the most points at the ends wins like this is a real competition and then on top of that the fact that the competition continues to pay off after that's the shit that's the shit and the thing that makes me what what, what i love again perspective god i keep coming back to that book i love that book yo even if i don't win the competition Anthony made a point and it was going to be like a hundred people at this show. Like this was going to be a show. Like this was a big deal. And Anthony being who he is and being the producer that he is and having the connections that he has, a lot of producers that do shows in DC were going to be at that show. And they're going to be at the show when the show happens. And they're looking for comics like me to pay money so they can come on their shows and win or lose, somebody gonna notice me, and I got these wristbands now, yeah, I made wristbands, yeah, yeah, that's the thing, <laughs> oh, Drew, you selling them, oh, you doing this, nah, nigga, not yet, not yet, right now, this is a, uh, we, you know, we got work the long game here, so I made these wristbands for your benefit, not for mine, the benefit for me is that you appreciate the wristband and you just simply follow and tell somebody about me. That's the benefit for me. The benefit for you is that I gave you this wristband. I gave you this wristband because you fuck with me or you like that joke or you just, you know, you liked what I did up there. Here's a wristband. You got to give people something to care about. That's how people talk. So the wristband, it's not even a lot to it. It's simple. I just have my Instagram handle on here and I have Suburban Dope on the other side. And you give these wristbands to somebody, you give that wristband to somebody, that's a potential fan I'm giving that wristband to. You know, that's how I look at it. I look at it like, okay, this wristband there, that could be a potential fan. That could be a potential fan. And I'm trying to build my fan base organically through word of mouth because you have on that wristband and say somebody looks at that wristband and they go, hey, I like that wristband. Where'd you get that from? Oh, well, I was at this comedy show and this dude, Andrew, he was up there. He was really funny. And after the show, he gave me a wristband. Now that person's like, oh, shit, that's pretty cool. Is that his Instagram on there? Yeah, that's his Instagram. You know what? I'm going to go follow him because I fuck with him. What I'm trying to do here, what I'm trying to do, it's a bigger picture to it. You get what I'm saying? So if I give you a wristband, if I give, say I give, I'm at a show, say I give, I give out 10 wristbands. 
say after that show from those 10 wristbands, say three people of those wristbands, they come to my next show. But those three people, they bought somebody with them. You get what I'm saying? So now that three turned into six. And now I'm going to give them a wristband too. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to give the wrist. They're, they're going to go and they're going to talk about it to somebody else. And now when they come to my shows, people are going to start to be expecting wristbands. But also people are coming to the show to come see me off the strength of the wristband. But now they fuck with me. You see what I'm saying? I got you now. Now I got you because now you come to the show just because you like, yo, I fuck with him. The wristband is one thing. He gave me that wristband, but I fuck with dude. He's funny. I like that. I'm going to tell somebody about that. Now I have some fans. Now I can kind of maneuver a little bit. Hey, guess what? Now I can sell the wristbands. Oh, yeah. Eventually, I'm going to sell these wristbands. Eventually, yeah. But right now, these ain't for sale. I just want to give it to you. I just want to give you the wristband. That's the sale. The sale right there is me giving you this wristband. The sale is for you to go tell somebody else about me, for you to go tell somebody else about this wristband, for you to tell somebody about Suburban Dope, tell somebody about Drew, tell somebody about me. That's the sale. The sale is you. I'm trying out here, man. I'm doing something. I don't know. I think I'm doing something. I'm, yeah, look, my homie Brain, he hooked me up. I got an official logo now. You know what I mean? I got an official Suburban Dope logo now, you know? And you already know <laughs> I'm going to put that Suburban Dope logo on a T-shirt. And then I'm going to put on the sleeve the AB because that's my logo, Andrew Barrow. Yeah, that's me. I'm going to put the AB on the sleeve. So, yeah, Suburban Dope. But remember, Suburban Dope is AB and it's all coming together. So it's, it's a bigger picture here. It's, I'm playing the long game. I'm I'm here for the long game. I'm not trying to be here. I'm not here for money, man. Like, I'm spending my money on these wristbands. <laughs> I'm spending my money on them because I believe that the back end of these wristbands will come in when they're supposed to come in. It's not meant right now. It ain't meant right now. But you know what it know what is meant right now? What's meant right now and what's in my control right now is I can give you a wristband. That I can do. That I have control of. Now, what you do with that wristband, I don't have control of that. But what I can do is give you the wristband. All I can do is my part. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to do my part. So, yeah, it sucks. No comedy for a long time. I don't know when it's going to happen again. But you know what? I'm still grinding. I'm still out here. I'm still trying to do what I do. And I already have talked longer than I've expected. So what I'm going to do right here is I'm going to duck off and I'm going to come back with y'all, you know, because I could do whatever I want with these, you know, I'm going to come back to y'all tomorrow. I'm going to give you another one. Until then, I'm Andrew Barrow. It's Suburban Dope. I love y'all, man. And I hope to see you. I hope to hear from y'all again. I hope you I hope you enjoy this. Welcome to Suburban Dope. This is the new show. This is it right here. We're, yes, I'll be talking about, you know, music and 
and movies and I'll still be talking about that, but I'm I'm sticking to who I am. This is me. And I like me. If you fuck with me, you'll listen. And if not, you don't have to listen. That's fine too. I got another podcast you can listen to. <laughs> That's called Pod the Most. And I do that with the homies. And we also rebranded that as well. And let me tell you, the rebrand is worth it. So Suburban Dope, I'm out. I'll see y'all when I see y'all.